Welcome to the Body Competence Podcast, exploring what it means to be and raise body competent humans. I'm your host, Michelle, and I can't wait to share today's episode with you. Today's episode is all about being called spoiled, entitled, a brat. These are all words that are used to describe kiddos regardless of a family's income. I've seen it all across the socioeconomic spectrum. And it's more, what you'll hear is that it's more about the dynamic in a caregiver-child relationship than it is about a child's behavior and how that can take us out of our body and lead to habits of people-pleasing. And what I want to say is that when we are growing up, if we are told time and time again that we are appearing in a way that is causing disconnection from our parents and from our caregivers, then we will have to disconnect from our body in order to connect to them. This episode is for you if you were called spoiled as a child or if you're just looking to challenge your belief system in general. so 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 excited to be doing this live all about being spoiled being a brat being ungrateful being entitled being a know-it-all being ugly doing ugly behaviors and we are gonna jump right in so i don't believe that it is possible for a kid to be spoiled for them to be entitled a brat ungrateful I don't believe that that's a thing, and I'm going to tell you why. These are generally terms that are used by someone who is, one, frustrated that you don't appear grateful for what they've given you and are guilting you into people-pleasing, or two, you haven't done what they've asked you to do, and you're having feelings about that. So we're going to break down both of these scenarios. These are two very different scenarios and let's get into them. I have a ton of examples that we're going to go through one by one. First, let's start with the person who gives you something and you don't appear grateful or appreciative in the way that they want you to. Or perhaps you just say, I don't appreciate this. Or maybe you're a a kid. We're back in, you're under 18 and you start crying, perhaps. Like you get a gift and you're really upset about this thing that you got. You got socks, for example. Or um, it really doesn't matter what it is, but your reaction isn't what they want. First off, did you want what they were giving you? Did they give you something that was on your list? Did you consent to receiving a gift? Was this a situation where, you know, they just came along and they gave you something? In that case, this is actually more about them than it is about you. If they're giving you something and you haven't consented to it, and then they're complaining about your reaction... It's about them. It's not about you. And in fact, is it actually even a gift? So gifts don't come with guilt. Gifts don't come with guilt. And think for a second, have you actually ever gotten a gift? A gift is given freely. And if it's not a gift, it's a guilt. And if you're expected to be thankful for this thing that you didn't ask for, then that's essentially expecting you to people please. And it's teaching you If you are called a brat or ungrateful or entitled after you do not appear grateful for something that someone has given you, it's teaching that you that in order to survive, in order to stay connected with the people that are around you, you have to people please. So we're learning this people pleasing behavior from like such a young age. 
And again, a gift is given freely. So if it is given and then your reaction is judged, it's not a gift, it's a guilt. And it's given with like this chain, right? Like I'm now connected to you. I might even follow up. I might follow up. I might say like, did you like the gift? Have you kept the gift? And this also goes into adulthood. And the way that I view this now as a 30 something year old person with a baby is giving a gift to me is a privilege. There are actually people whose gifts I will not receive. I mean this very seriously. And I will tell you, oh, I'm sorry, I cannot accept this. I absolutely cannot accept this. If I'm out somewhere else, I will leave it there. And I will say I cannot. Women are told to control their emotions more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yes, yes. So as young girls, as young girls, we are actually told, you are so right. Thank you so much for bringing this up. I have two younger brothers and my reactions to gifts were much more policed than theirs were. Such a great point, such a great point. And so I'm expected to keep myself small. So again, like in people pleasing and in having certain reactions expected, we're expected to stay small. I cannot take up space. This this gift was about you and it was a guilt. Okay, can we like rename that? And I think this is really related to the last time that I went live where I was talking about what, if anything, do we owe our parents or our caregivers? And I think the same thing is true. Like, what do we owe the person who's giving our gift, who's, who's giving us a gift? There's like a code of conduct. In order for it to be a gift, I have to give it freely, which means that once it leaves my hands, you're allowed to do whatever you want with it. And if you break that repeatedly, you're not allowed to give me a gift anymore. And that has changed our relationship, but I can't let you ruin my peace. As the gift recipient, I can respond in whatever way I want. Maybe I say like, oh, thank you. Maybe I say, oh, oh my God, like how did you know that I wanted this? But again, if it's about giving the gift, then it's not about the, the reaction. So it is impossible for a person to be spoiled, entitled, ungrateful when receiving a gift. It is only possible for that person to be those things in the context of you being unhappy with their reaction, but that's on you. So again, being spoiled isn't a thing in this situation. Let's talk through some scenarios that people wrote in about. Someone said that they were called a brat in the context of showing any sort of emotion other than happiness or contentment. So again, this teaches people pleasing. If I am consistently called a brat, Every time that I show emotion other than happiness or contentment, then I learn that I have to fake my emotions in order to, in order to exist and to, in order to be connected. And so part of that is that I have to also lose touch with who I am and, and my emotions over time in order to sort of survive. Because if I'm constantly pushing my own emotions down, I'm going to break. I'm going to break. This is also where you get people who don't comply. Expectations are the mother of disappointment. Yes. So I, in college, me and my best friend, we used to say, whenever we would go out, let's go have a time. Let's go have a time. Like, we're not going to have a good time or a bad time or a great time or any sort of time. Like, let's go have a time. If we go have a time, it could be any sort of time. And that's sort of, if you followed me for a while, I did an adventure every day project where every day was an adventure. And that meant it could be anything. 
It could be like the biggest, grandest, let's like hike this huge mountain adventure, or it could be calling the pharmaceutical company to renew my medications. And so if you free yourself of your expectations, you will be a happier person. But also, again, don't have expectations around gift giving. Let's squash that. Someone else was told that they were ungrateful for not, quote, appreciating something. Again, this teaches people pleasing and it makes it more about the gift giver than about the recipient. Someone said that they were told they weren't being grateful for what they had and complaining about opportunities that they had. Now, as a kid, you don't get to really choose the opportunities that you have or that you're given. And so then to be called ungrateful for those, you can't you can't be ungrateful. Okay, this is this again goes back to like, what do we owe our parents and our caregivers? It's their job to give us the fullest life that they can. But it's not our job to be happy all the time. It's our job to be human and to be growing up and to having to have like full emotions. And so this goes really well into the next person who said that she was deemed ungrateful and a brat for complaining about going to private school. Now, I have 7,000 questions about this. Was this your choice or was this your situation? Now, back up and consider something else. If your parents did give you a choice and you took it and then you were called spoiled, that's a trap. That is a trap because you're a kid and you think that you can trust the people who are offering you things. It's their job to set boundaries. And if private school is out of reach or something that they're uncomfortable with, then it's their job to set the boundary and not offer it. So again, it is impossible to be a brat if you are complaining about the private school that you are in. It is on the adult's shoulders to set that boundary in the first place. Someone said that they were called spoiled when they had certain privileges that their grandparents deemed as spoiled. Again, it's impossible to spoil a kid. This is a conversation between the grandparents and the parents. This isn't a conversation that you should even be involved in. And I think that you know that. But again, you're not spoiled, right? You're not spoiled for having the opportunities that your parents gave you. Someone was told that they were a brat for not hugging people they didn't want to hug. Okay, so this teaches people pleasing. This is against consent. It is my right as a kid to choose who touches my body and who doesn't touch my body. Now, I have to wipe my di my daughter's butt when I when I change her diapers. And so what I do is I tell her, I'm going to wipe your butt right now. She can't really consent or not consent, but what I'm doing to teach her consent is that I'm telling her every single time I'm touching her body in this in this way, in this like very private way. And at some point, she's going to start expecting when people touch her body, she gets to decide like do they or don't they and by creating this norm both my husband and I do this the first time that someone touches her body and she doesn't want it she's gonna raise hell she's gonna raise hell so by telling kids that they're a brat when they are forced to hug someone that they don't want to you are teaching them that the boundaries of their body are not their own the boundaries of their body are not their own. That's crazy. That's bananas. And yes, I understand that if you're watching this, you probably grew up in the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s. And this sounds unfortunately all too familiar, but we can change it. Um, I was called a know-it-all by my dad a lot, but I'm just like him. Usually when I was whining or sassing back at my mom. Okay, can we talk about whining and sassing back? 
the idea of being a brat when you're whining or just talking back, that's the same as saying like, don't have feelings. Don't take up space. You're a kid, don't take up space. But a kid is a whole entire person. So it's on the parents to regulate their emotions so that these little people, these little whole entire people can learn how to have their own emotions. So can you be a know-it-all? No, that's just, a, again, a term for somebody who's inconveniencing you. Like, oh God, why did you have to point out that I was wrong? Oh, because you're a whole entire person who's thinking. That's great. Like, that makes me really excited. Um, Someone said, when I would get upset and argue or talk back or not do something I was supposed, I was told to. Okay, so again, these are situations where disempowerment, that's the thread here. Yes, yes, perfect, beautiful. Disempowerment is the thread here. You are telling this person, this kid in front of you, that they can't take up space. They don't have the right to take up any space. They're not empowered to take up space. And by calling you a brat or ungrateful or entitled or being ugly when you throw a fit in the grocery store is just saying, I don't see you. And that creates adults who aren't seen, who are people pleasers, who are perfectionists, who are just cripplingly anxious as they try to please all of the people who are around them. Okay, someone else says, I was never able to voice my emotions or feelings because then I was ungrateful. Again, there wasn't space for you in the parent-child relationship. And I think what's so important now is that, and, and so revolutionary now, is that so many more people are seeing the importance of creating space for both child and parent in these relationships. Okay, this is a fun one. Um, somebody wrote in and said that I was fired from a babysitting job for calling a kid a brat after he ran into the pool after I told him he had to wait. The last time he ate, he immediately ran into the pool and threw up, so the rule was warranted. This is one of my friends. I followed up with her, um, and I sort of paraphrased that. Yes, this rule was absolutely warranted. More about the situation is that this person was, uh, like, maybe 12-ish years old, and the kid that they were babysitting was maybe, like, eight or nine that's not a big enough age gap for you to be able to effectively discipline anyone. The other thing about this is, so you can't have a kid watching a kid. It doesn't work. It just, it doesn't work. I don't respect the person who's watching me who's two years older than me. I don't. The other thing about this is that this person might have used the term brat because that's how they were controlled in their home. And brat, entitled, ungrateful, these are term, these are used to coerce people into behaving the way that we want them to because we are projecting onto them that you are bad if you don't do this thing. You are a bad person if you don't do this. And so this person never should have been in this situation. And second of all, so there are a lot of other ways to handle this and I can, I'll talk briefly about that. What, and there's a lot of lead up to this. So in a, in an ideal world, what would have happened is this person would have said, you just ate food. You aren't allowed to get into the pool. You can't have a kid watching a kid. And this also goes for siblings. Um, okay. Somebody else said, this got spicy. 
Kids should know better than to throw tantrums in grocery stores after being told no. No means no. Okay, let's go there. So does no mean no? Every time that you've said the word no in the past, do you follow up and, and make sure that they can't do that behavior? If you say no and the kid throws a tantrum and then you break down, now that kid doesn't know, actually know what the word no means. They don't know. No might mean, oh, okay, like if you try again harder, then it actually means yes. So that's one scenario. Another scenario, so again, we've got a kid throwing a tantrum in a grocery store after hearing the word no. That kid is allowed to have feelings. That kid, in the same way that I as an adult, if I'm told no, I get really frustrated. I have feelings. That kid hasn't learned how to regulate their emotions. And so it's my job as the adult to one, regulate my own emotions, and two, to sit with that kid on the floor of the grocery store. I can still say, I'm sorry, no, you can't have that candy. And you're so angry about it and I'm gonna sit here and be with you. But that kid is not a brat. They're not entitled. They're not spoiled. They're not ungrateful. They're just really frustrated that you said no and they couldn't have this thing. And again, in order for there to be in a parent-child relationship room for both people, both people have to be able to have emotions. And when you shut somebody down every time they have emotions by calling them spoiled, a brat, ungrateful, etc., then you say, I don't see you. You're not here. You're inconvenient. Your feelings don't matter. And you create a people pleaser because you are threatening. What you've said is the thing that you're doing threatens your connection to me. And all a kid wants to do in the world is connect with you. That's all. That's what they need to survive. You are their lifeline. And so whenever that connection is threatened, that child will twist themselves into a pretzel to reconnect with you. They will stuff down all their emotions and they might be more convenient to you over the next 15 years. But you're raising a people pleaser, a perfectionist and somebody with crippling anxiety. Okay, somebody else said, so, so I had said that a kid under 18, I had defined a kid as being somebody under 18 saying that they can't be spoiled. So what happens over 18? Great question, glad you brought this up. So we are products of our environment. When I'm two, three, four years old, I am responding specifically to my environment. Again, this goes back to connection. It goes back to me trying to show up to be the person that I need to be in order for my parent to love me or my caregiver to love me. As I get closer to leaving the house, whether that's to college, to technical school, just to moving out when I find a job, I start taking on the burden of responsibility for my baggage. Now, this kind of sucks because we all leave our house, leave our homes with different amounts of baggage. Some people are raised in like this great, gentle parenting, conscious parenting environment. They are self-actualized. They aren't people pleasers. They are in tune with their emotions. And they leave and they really have this head start. And they're, everyone is going to leave. Like, the question is, how do you handle it going forward? So, when you leave the house, when you leave this environment where your parents are sort of like your overlords in a worst case scenario, you become responsible for your baggage. So can an 18-year-old or 19-year-old, 20-year-old be spoiled? Um, at that point, it becomes something else. It becomes um, narcissists can be raised and they can be raised through permissive parenting. If I say yes, to every single thing that you want, then that creates a kid 
or an adult who expects everything to happen for them, for everything to show up for them. And when that doesn't happen, they will throw a fit. Are they entitled ungrateful? I, I do think that as they start owning their own baggage, then they can become that way. Yes, I do. I do. Another question that I got that I'm really excited about is this is a person who um, grew up with not a lot of with without a lot and got really used to being told no. And they were jealous of friends and relatives who got whatever they wanted. And sometimes those friends were referred to as spoiled. And as a kid, this person thinks that they might have even thought that as well. So now they have their own kid and they want to give their kid everything. They can afford it. They want to give their kid a great life, right? And they're worried that their kid is going to end up spoiled. And how do they deal with that? And this is such a cool question because I think that at the same time that a lot of us are so different from our parents, we're also bougier than our parents. And so how do you create a kid or how do you raise a kid who isn't these qualities that you don't want? And I think that that really depends on how you talk about these things. Do you talk about these things as though everybody has them? So imagine like you go out to a nice restaurant. Um, you go out to this nice restaurant. Is this like a common expectation or are you say, telling your kid, hey, we are really excited to be able to have this opportunity to do this thing and bring them into it in some way so that they are experiencing it alongside of you. And also, what is the diversity of the experiences that you have? I know that this person does a lot of camping. So in addition to maybe going to a nice restaurant, their kid is also learning how to maybe start a campfire stove. They're maybe learning how to start a fire. There are lots of different experiences. And then how do you talk about those experiences when you're done? Is it, oh my God, it's so obvious that we would be able to do that again? Or are you using words of gratitude? Like, oh, I'm really grateful that we were all able to enjoy that meal together. Or I'm really grateful that we had that opportunity that like, you know, dad and I were able to work to give this to you. But then recognize that that's an experience that you're giving. Like that's a gift. And this kind of goes back to gifts are given freely. They're not given with chains attached. So your kid becomes, quote, spoiled in your eyes when you give them something like you take them to this nice restaurant and they don't appear appreciative. But it's not their job to appear appreciative. It's your job to provide experiences that you want to provide to them and to give those experiences freely, whether that's going to museums, whether that's going on trips. And so a person becomes spoiled or entitled or ungrateful when it's in the context of you and your expectations. The big thing I'm trying to get across is that using language of gratitude and expressing your own gratitude and not even always directly to your kid, to your partner, letting your kid hear you talk to your partner. Like, I'm really grateful that we were able to afford X, Y, or Z. I'm really grateful that we were able to afford like this new camp stove, or I'm really grateful that we were able to, to take this weekend away together. And again, just like in earshot of your kids so that they understand that these are experiences that 
you appreciate. These are the big things that I wanted to cover today, all about being spoiled, entitled, etc. I had so much fun talking to you guys about this and so many people contributed different scenarios that it was really, really super helpful. But that's all I have for right now. And thank you so, so much for all of your questions and everything. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. If you liked this episode of the Body Competence Podcast, please give this podcast a five-star rating wherever you listen and consider writing a review on Apple Podcasts. Your rating and review will ensure that you never miss an episode, will help others find this community, and will help me find a sponsor to ensure the longevity of the Body Competence Podcast mission. Come hang out at Food Bodies Families on Instagram until next week's episode.